drink beer, think beer. You're listening to Brew Bloods. Beauty is in the eye of the beer holder. That from one-time Texas gubernatorial candidate, Kinky Friedman. That's some funny stuff there. Welcome to episode 87 of Brew Bloods. My name is Mark, professor of stuff. I'm joined by the, uh, well, he's the grain to my liquor. He's the uh, sheriff of my life who shot me through the heart way back in seventh grade. That was nigh upon, what, 1992? Way I, back in the 20th century. It is Professor of Things, Dustin. Dirty, dirty, Dustin. And I did cover you in chocolate as well. So, Oh, of course. That's how we met. You, uh, We were hanging out by the backstop in the field, and you decided to pour a giant vat of hot chocolate on me. I was going to say, it would have been nice if it wasn't steaming hot yeah, yeah. and I mean, permanently scalded you. I, but. You ensconced me in hot chocolate, and my, my skin sloughed off. And uh, that's why I'm like Inside Out Boy now. That's true. And uh, I'm yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just basically a giant re- a, a, a giant fat muscle glob with eyes. <laughs> well, you know that's a good thing that you're attached to a chair now as well, because you know you've well, yeah, melted, I, you have melted skin on you know and right. you're, you have to be constantly covered in chocolate over and over again. None of pretty this, much to live. None of the skin grafts worked. Uh, it's that's just, harder to do when you're walking around town. You know, if you're just sitting in a chair, you can just have constant chocolate pouring on you. And yeah, it's, I, it's I'm a lot like, simpler. I'm basically a human chocolate fountain, and I had a tube uh, inserted through my anus, yeah, uh, up through my mouth, and it just constantly spews chocolate. Now, while I'm talking to you, I'm spewing chocolate over my mic, my monitors. It's it's like living in uh, Hershey, Hershey, Pennsylvania, which, as we all know, is the chocolate capital of the world, and is also a town built from chocolate that was spewed through tubes, put up people's anuses, and spewed through their mouths, becoming human chocolate fountains. It's kind of just pouring all over them, like kind of. One of those uh, rainfall shower heads, you know, it's kind of yeah. one of those things. It's just dripping chocolate all over him. It's kind of like uh, if Trump were to employ, rather than golden showers, which he did in Russia, as he is now in the White House uh, and he puts on these state dinners, he basically has those same prostitutes come in and rather than spew uh, urination everywhere, urine, he reverses the the, the uh, setup and pours chocolate in them and they spew chocolate. They kind of do a reverse two girls, one cup, I guess, as it were. While f- watching Finding Dory, apparently. Right, and while, while Finding Dory, yes. While yeah. putting a young Baron Von Trump, uh, <laughs> all the Dory films, all the Finding films, I guess. Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, I'm, Finding I'm, Benji. I'm not exactly sure what that sentence was, but we'll go with it. There's, it's a lot of chocolate fountaining. <laughs> okay. Chocolate showers everywhere. Right. So, uh, welcome to the show. We are back in studio once again. Uh, well, uh, first time in, in a while, it seems first like. First time in a long time. First, yeah. time, long, first time, long time. Yeah, it's really weird. It is weird. We're joined by snoring dogs, uh, napping wives downstairs, <laughs> and we're here to celebrate Valentine's Day, allegedly, the manufactured holiday that uh, was named after St. Valentine. Hence the chocolate discussion at the beginning. Exactly. We, we don't not, just throw chocolate out there for no reason. We're, you say that. You say that, but chocolate is a frequent uh, topic in our lives. It, it if, if there's nothing else I hear from you on a recurring basis, it's chocolate this, chocolate that, chocolate showers. Uh, it's just a constant milk chocolate confection uh, party from you. We really have a weird love-hate relationship with chocolate. Because we, we hate it, but we talk about it all the time but, and consume it. But it is fun to play with. And it's like, have another chocolate stout, bitch. And we're like, damn <laughs> right. it. I'm tired of chocolate stouts. You're just constantly throwing chocolate stouts in people's faces. And, and you have to say bitch at the end of it just to punctuate it. Everything, every every sense we issue requires the uh, <laughs> the period, the statement ender of bitch. Exactly, pretty much. So yeah, Valentine's Day, one of the manufactured holidays that is very popular in this country. Yeah, I would say it's probably the biggest manufactured holiday. Uh, do you celebrate Valentine's Day uh, in private ceremony? 
but not with anyone. <laughs> in, in quiet reflection and worship to, to Jesus Christ, your Savior, of course. I've been married for, you know, a long time, since I was 20, but yeah. I, I celebrate privately. So basically, you don't do anything. <laughs> exactly, yes. I think today, I guess, is called Valentine's Day. Yeah, you know... That's what I do. Uh, my wife and I have only been together for nigh upon five years, I guess, and since dating, and been married for three, and we don't even really celebrate Valentine's Day. I think the first year... Uh, the, you know, we celebrated Valentine's Day, sure. but I was told uh, that first year that I had she works in the construction industry and, you know, she wrecks like steel girders and she carries them on her back. She's of course, she's a big, muscular, beefy type. She digs, digs like an animal, just digs a hole and oh, then yeah. sticks the, the steel. Beam oh, yeah, in there. she's yeah, she's she a fair. <laughs> she's a steel working ferret. <laughs> but no, I was told I had better not send. Uh, any flowers to the office because she would get made fun of by all the uh, construction right. worker types. So I look did at not. you over there with your love. What a fool! <laughs> Bada bing. Who are you? Who are you, who are you loved? What? <laughs> what are you? You feel like you've got feelings for another human? <laughs> you got loved ones. <laughs> you feel a sense of love in your that life. You share love with. What a fucking idiot! What are you, some kind of sissy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was told. I was told she would get, uh, yeah. uh, you know, jovially harassed at the office. If sure, I did that. Yeah. So I have never, uh, I've never expressed my love. And I, you know, one of the traditions we carry out is on the the day of Valentine's, we refuse to say we love each other. That is the one day we uh, slap each other in the face when we wake up. Like I slap her awake, she slaps me to sleep, <laughs> and we refuse to express any love on that. He day. He just yells, "I hate you!" That's right, with the top of his lungs, and runs out. <laughs> That's how we start our day. <laughs> It's a very fun breakfast time. <laughs> it sounds great. I slap her awake as she slaps me to sleep. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. <laughs> That's how we celebrate. <laughs> it happens just back to back. Yeah. You're one slapped awake, the other one's knocked out right immediately. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Followed by at the end of the now, night. I have uh, I have been asked to take advantage of the chocolate sales that follow on February 15th. I have done that before. Oh, just to acquire a, uh, your Scrooge McDuck vault of chocolates? Exactly. <laughs> so that your wife might swim through. So swim many high-end chocolates. So many luxurious Russell Stovas. It's incredible, okay? I'm covering my bodies in Russell Stovas. I don't know why we always talk like somebody from <laughs> Schenectady or Long Island. Uh, Actually, but the, the accents kind of morph all around. They don't stay in one location. It's whatever we can get <laughs> out of that kind time. of. We're feeling sometimes we're kind of. That's not even Jewish. That's like some kind of weird Italian. <laughs> it's like a constipated Italian. <laughs> it's. <laughs> he's constipated by the chocolate. <laughs> he's edging a bit. He's, he's edging. That's an entirely different conversation. Is edging? Well, turtle heading. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, turtle heading. Well, that's a, that's another conversation on top of that. Maybe he's doing a, a two girls one cup. But again, we're not here to talk about edging or turtle heading or, <laughs> or any of that stuff. Being chocolate or, uh, yeah, sloughing off skin from hot chocolate, no. We are, no, we're here to talk beer. We are influenced by the Valentine's holiday, though, mm. based on the beer that we did pick this time. We are. And it's a brewery we've never discussed before. It's, uh, we've, it's a brewery we, I honestly have don't really remember if I've ever had anything from. I can tell you I've not, because up until now, uh, it has been the brewery that we dare not speak their name. For no reason at all, yeah. just because we've never talked. <laughs> we about haven't them. thought about them. That's we've, we've never really talked about them. But yeah, it's not a big secret thing. We just yeah, it hasn't come up before. Yeah, many have clamored for it. Uh, we've gotten so many emails, so many luxurious, tremendous, disastrous it's, emails. It's not just us telling you this. So many, so many disastrous posts. I've, I've heard from many, many, many. I mean, I'm waving my little tiny duck arms when I say this. Yeah. Many, 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 many people have told us many generals many people in the intelligence community which by the way i just want to say the impertinence ratings were terrible and you can't blame <laughs> it on me you have to blame it on schwarzenegger and trump but many people have told me that we should talk about l smith brewing company 
out of San Diego, San waving Diego. arms, California. Sponsored by Barbaco Apparel. Barbaco Apparel is a San Antonio-based independent clothing line that caters to Texans and Texans at heart. To find out more about Barbaco Apparel or to buy your favorite taco tea, go to barbacoapparel.com. Today we're talking about Ale Smith Brewing Company out of San Diego, California, which may, before we know it, not be a part of these United States if they have it their way. They're going to secede? Well, that's been recent talk. Uh, I've been hearing on all the news wires. I've been putting all my ears to all the news wires in the, not San Diego, but uh, California. Apparently, Hmm. there was a bill put forth that they want to change the Californian Constitution, I I think, to say to remove the part that uh, they are part of the United States, some of the fact that will, they think, in the future, if they want to, allow them to secede, though the, of course, the uh, federal government would uh, very quickly prohibit that through armed force. I was going to say, we know how well that works around living <laughs> yeah. in this state. But that's the thought. That's that's the first thing they're going to put forward, is removing some key part of the California Constitution that will, in theory, allow them to secede, uh, because they are very, very anti-Comrade Trump. I get that, but still think that's a bad idea. I agree. I agree. Sorry if you might hear my uh, animal farm down below. They're uh, getting kind of crazy. <laughs> down below? Yeah, down below. Crazy They're down, down below. in the nethers of the, the uh, Broodblood studio. So, Will Smith. Knock it off! So, Will Smith. So, Will Smith. <clears throat> um, if people don't know, San Diego. I don't know. Do you California know? California in general. They tend to have kind of a lot of breweries. Yeah. And kind of a, high, a lot of high-rated breweries. And, and from such a tiny state. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just so tiny. I can't believe. They I mean, have they're so many. they're like the size of Vermont, and yet they have so many, so many, just so many luxurious great breweries. Yeah, pretty much. But um, yeah, going and looking at actually all the beers that they do sell there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they've been around since the '90s, which a lot of these big California breweries that are still successful have been. California, no doubt about it. It seems like late '80s, early '90s, it was kind of a boom, and obviously there's been more since then. But boom, uh, you have like the well-established ones from that time, but. Man, if you go through their top beers, the top six or seven of them are all rated 100 across yeah. every type. We're talking barley wine, scotch ale, IPA, imperial stout, imperial IPA. Uh, they're all rated 100. And how have we not had their beer? That's what I'm saying. I will say, though, to their non-credit, to their, I, wanna, I don't want to say discredit, but it's not like you see them around on, ty- on, pff, on tap around here. On type? Yeah. On, blah, blah, blah. You don't see them on tap around here at all. No, you really don't. They're not. They're not. Maybe they don't care because they have this high rated beer that yeah. probably sells pretty well. True, and, but um, you would think. I mean, we get so many great beers around here from so many great breweries around the world. That's true. You would think we would have seen at least one keg, and I cannot recall in my really short term memory that only lasts about six seconds. I don't recall ever seeing an Alesmith keg. I don't think I've ever seen it. Actually. And so, I mean, as we're oot a boot drinking, I mean, we're obviously gonna. Sometimes reach for foreign beers, but yeah, it's, it's, it's and so I haven't. I also haven't reached for them on the shelf either because I don't know. It's just uh, other things have taken priority. Well, it's harder to just reach for something random on the shelf that you've never had and you don't yeah. really know about. I mean, 
you could sit there and take the time to research, but who's going to do that? You yeah, just, I mean, research is for idiots. Uh, why would we learn anything in this uh, modern post-age Trump world? Well, but I mean, you know, there's a billion beers that you know of sure. and, 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 and breweries tend, that you know of. So and you, you tend to repeat and go yeah. kind of reach for the same guys. Yeah, exactly. So, But uh, after seeing this, it makes me think, uh, may, may need to pick up a couple of these if I see them. Yeah. Especially a double red IPA rated 100 and 99 in style. I mean, they also knock it out of the park in style. They're 100... Hundred or ninety nine in almost every way, except for the Belgian Strong Ale, which is fine with me. I don't yeah. like Belgian Strong Ale anyway. So they, they knock the bottom out of it. They really do. I mean, that's pretty amazing. I don't think we've had one that's rated this high across the board before. We've had breweries that have a couple that are rated one hundred, but man, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty. They're pretty good little portfolio. Yeah, they're they're shooting a very high value load. Yeah, and they're another one of those breweries apparently that uh, loves the high ABV beers as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of them are you know. Eight and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half to all the way up to twelve. Uh, their Speedway Stout is twelve uh, percent, and most of these are well established with you know several, a couple thousand reviews in some cases, at least over a thousand on Rate Beer. So uh, they've been around since the early aughts or since two thousand. So they're well established, and they don't seem to uh, care as much about branching out and doing several different ones, kind of like Buffalo Bayou a few weeks ago when they were talking about how they want to have like. 500 different beers or something over the right. course of their time. I say get get a nice portfolio of really solid beers and roll with that. Rather than just blow your wad. I think so. I think you have so many misses that way. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. It's your own brew house. You do what you want. Yeah, so we're talking about the My <laughs> Bloody Valentine uh, ABV of 6.66%. I see I wonder, what they did there. Uh, you know, I was wondering about this before because this was apparently a variation of their Evil Dead Red Ale, which is their Halloween beer. And I wonder if it was, did they... Are they fudging the numbers to get to six six six? Are they? Did they intentionally shoot for six 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 and manage to get it spotted? They managed to, you know, shoot their wad at that target spot on. I think there may be some greasy palms here. Maybe, maybe they're a little, yeah, Rosie Palmer uh, action going on there. Sure, they lubed up their ABV just a little bit. Uh, lubed I up their wonder, rep to put six point six six. Yeah, on there. or maybe they're just geniuses. I mean, they have been brewing since ninety five. So that is true. Yeah, they their actual brewer, uh, the owner is their head brewer as well. So. And has that much experience. I, I don't know. It's pretty interesting that I feel like a lot of times when someone takes over a brewery, they like the product and they just want to keep going with it. And then they get somebody that's a head, that's a head brewer. Right. But this guy was actually way into the brewing process as well, which will be explained when we describe the brewery. Which, as we know, as we talked about brewery acquisitions before, when, when one brewery acquires another, they usually hire a former SNL alum or SNL alum, former comedian Jim Brewer to be the head brewer. Well, of course, that makes sense. He's the transitional brewer brewer. He should be the brewer at the brewery. <laughs> so true. you have the owner named brewery. At the brewery. The brewer brewery. And he's the brewer at the brewery. I think we made this lame joke before when we talked about the brewery. Did we? I think so. No. Consult, we'll have to consult the best of consult uh, comedy episodes. hits. Yeah. So the description for the My Bloody Valentine. Don't spend this single awareness day alone. Grab a beer. This red-blooded cousin of the evil red our Evil Dead Red Ale, our Halloween brew, is a beautiful crimson color. Notes of caramel toast and bittersweet chocolate balance intense bouquet of floral hop aromas that we know you'll fall in love with. The finish leaves a pleasant, full-bodied sweetness on the palate that won't spread any angry rumors about you to all your friends like that one time when I was, oh, uh, happy Valentine's Day. hey oh. I, I prefer to think of it uh, less as Single Awareness Day <laughs> than as, uh, I prefer to celebrate Valentine's Day as uh, Parks and Rec uh, brought up or created. Yeah, exactly. That's that sounds more pleasant. I mean, we're a couple of pals. We celebrate Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day. Yeah, we make up Valentine's Days yeah. too. You know, just when we want to. But, oh yeah, um, yeah. This one has an IBU of twenty four. I don't know if that was mentioned. 
Uh, so it shouldn't be too bitter. And the ratings, uh, ratings, ratings. Beer Advocate gives it an 89. Uh, Rate Beer gives it a 98 and 100 in style. Uh, the style will come into question since it is a, an amber ale. Which I'm surprised they're calling it a, uh, an amber ale because, to, in my mind, in my mind, there's a difference between an amber and a red. But they're calling yeah. it an amber officially, although in their description they call it a red. So I'm kind of confused. Yeah, I'm a little confused on that, too. Uh, untapped, 3.77 uh, out of 5. So Which is kind of surprising. Yeah, it's a little How lower. low it is. On ra- uh, and th- although you do tend to get more ratings on Untapped than you do anywhere else. That is true. Because rate beer and beer tend to be more for the beer nerds. Oh, definitely. No for doubt sure. about it. The Untapped is more for the, the beer nerd and the bro. Right. So... All right, well, let's find out about the history of Alesmith Brewing Company. Alesmith Brewing was founded in San Diego in 1995 by Skip Virgilio and Ted Newcomb. Skip was Alesmith's original brewmaster. In July 2002, Pete Zine purchased the brewery and became the new brewmaster as well. Zine is the only BJCP Grandmaster Level 1 beer judge in all of San Diego County. The original brewery is located in San Diego's Miramar area. In 2015, celebrating its 20th year of production, the company added a larger brewery and tasting room, also located in the Miramar area. At 25,000 square feet, the tasting room is billed as the largest beer tasting room in San Diego County. Brewing operations at the new facility will eventually expand the company's brewing capacity tenfold. It features a custom Steinecker 80 BBL brew system, capable of pumping out 100,000 barrels of beer per year. Alesmith has been rated on the RateBeer.com website as the number one top brewer in the world in 2006 and yet again in 2013. In 2008, Ellsmith was awarded Small Brewing Company and Small Brewing Company Brewer of the Year at the Great American Beer Festival. Ellsmith's beers are inspired by the brewing styles of Great Britain and Belgium. Some Ellsmith beers, such as their cream ale and robust porter beer, are only offered on draft or in kegs at the brewery. The majority, however, are available in 22 ounce or 750 milliliter bottles. So the BJCP for an American Amber Ale. They called it that, so that's what we're going with. Overall impression is it should be an amber, hoppy, moderate strength American craft beer. Generic. With a Camaro, <laughs> caramel or caramel or caramel or car- Camaro. caramel California multi-flavor. Camaro multi-flavor. Or Camaro, yeah. yeah. The balance can be can vary quite a bit with some versions being fairly malty and others being aggressively hoppy because there's a wide range there. Progressive, hoppy, aggressive. Uh, hoppy and bitter versions should not have clashing flavors with the caramel malt profile. Commercial examples include the Deschutes Center Cone Red, Never Had It, Full Sail Amber, Kona Lavaman Red Ale, North Coast's Ruderick's Red Seal Ale, Rogue American Amber Ale, and Trogue's Hopback Amber Ale. I bet the Rogue one sucks. <sighs> Booyah to Rogue. Maybe if you don't go after the Voodoo series, which we should revisit at some point. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, maybe, we, maybe we'll take that on at some point. When but, I feel uh, like vomiting, we can, we can revisit that. Look, after Valentine's Day, uh, you've done a bunch of uh, binging of chocolates uh, I, from each other's butts. Now you need to purge. I didn't say I never wanted to feel like that. I just said when I feel like that. Yeah. That's when we should do it. All right. So, appearance for the My Bloody Valentine beer. Bloody now, Valentine. I will say holding it up to the light, the scant light that is in this uh, studio here. Although it, you have added an extra bulb, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I know we've got two bulbs now. Two out of four. <laughs> uh, it does bear a striking resemblance more to an amber than a red. So I will give them points for saying it is actually an amber. Yeah, it's got a nice caramel uh, amber look to it. I mean, it's it's clear in spots. It's kind of dark in spots. I mean, it's not crystal clear. It doesn't look filtered or anything, but uh, it definitely does retain that amber that amber look. Yeah, it, it appears to be unfiltered just from uh, the glass I'm holding here. Now, a ton of lacing also, uh, a little bit of a lacy garter on the top of this glass. I'm drinking Man. out of a Guinness glass to preserve the head because, you know, who doesn't enjoy some head on Valentine's Day? 
It uh, is a lot of lacing, actually. A lot of lacing. And a yeah. pretty good-sized head that's just sticking there. It's yeah. not even going down. It's it's very, very lacy. If you're into the lingerie, that's, this is your beer. That's probably a couple-inch head on there, which is kind of odd for most beers that which we is, do. Hey, most of them dissipate. That's all I'm sporting is two inches worth of the head there. Well, a couple of centimeters, excuse me. Oh, centimeters, sorry. Yeah. Well, it's all I'm sporting still. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever. Yeah, Each so the uh, and, and it does fall in with appearance there, which should be amber to coppery brown in color. So it's 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 spot on. Moderately large, off white head with good retention. It's doing that too. Yeah, well, it is retaining well. I will yeah. say that. Uh, just beneath the uh, lacy garter is a, a like about a centimeter's worth of head there. They say generally, generally quite clear. This one doesn't fall into that, but everything else, it's pretty much well, you know that whole thing is about do you choose to filter your beers or not? Right, I don't, doesn't matter to me as long as it's good beer. No, I don't care. So aroma, aroma, low to moderate hop aroma with characteristics typical of near, uh, American or New World hop varieties. Are we still in the New World? A whole new world. I feel like we're well established at this point. Fantastic point of view. I feel like we're really established at this point. Where's the old world? Is that still the? Are uh, we just one world now? No, uh, yeah. If you believe American Airlines, yeah, one world. Blah blah blah. Exactly. I mean, if you're living this whole uh, outside of the U.S. Bull crap! Sure, one more. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't no, want to boot in your ass. It's America first, sir. I forgot. It's we're living in booting your ass times, but that's right. It's the American so, way. New World sounds kind of archaic now. It, like, it does sound very like that was like a modern term in the 1400s. Those hot varieties should be citrusy, floral, piney, resinous, spicy, tropical, fruity, stone fruity, berry, and or melon. And I will say resinous. I it, would say I would say resinous, but I do smell a lot of uh, fruity. Uh, fruity notes there from those hops, almost like a strawberry. As much as we hate fruit, I can't deny that uh, stra- uh, strawberries have a presence in this beer. And I might have to take them out back and uh, take my salt off and pound them in the head with it. I, they, well, that's probably already happened. That's why they're in the beer. Oh, true. But um, yeah, so it, it does have a little bit of that. Uh, I get general berry. I know it has kind of the generic berry. List general, just general berry, the, yeah, the commander you know, of the uh, the Fruit of Looms Armed Forces. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he leads the squadron, you know. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there's definitely some fruit in there. I don't know what a stone fruit is, uh, but I would say some tropical fruit um, and some uh, maybe a little citrus, but definitely resinous for sure. Yeah, there's a, a little bit of malt in there. Not not overpowering, but I would say fruit uh, dominates. Uh, to me, uh, general berry dominates the uh, nasal <laughs> palate there. It's kind of funny. They say moderately low to moderately high, so any maltiness is really fine. So, really, if you have any sort of nasal profile, you're in the category. Yep, exactly. Now, mouthfeel should be medium to medium full body, medium to medium high carbonation, smooth finished without astringency, and the flavor should be moderate to high hop flavor with characteristics typical of American or New World hop flavor varieties. Again, citrusy, piney, resiny, yeah. uh, spicy, tropical fruit, and stone fruit, berry and or melons. So if you enjoy a couple of nice melons, you might enjoy this beer. Caramel sweetness and hop flavor bitterness can linger somewhat in the medium, into the medium to full finish. That'll be interesting. I expect caramely. I'll put it that way. And I expect it to be good. With all the other Ale Smith beers ratings, I expect this to be good. And Amber Ales tend to be some of the most popular beers, actually, which has always been odd to me. And they tend to be the worst. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That's why I don't get why... Like, I remember, uh, you know, talking to founders and talking about how they started out with an Amber Ale, and that was their big hit, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of strange to me. Well, it's like, you know, Dos Equis Amber tends to be pretty popular. Uh, they're, kind of, they're just kind of generally a generic beer. But I will say, out of the two popular styles, I will pick an Amber Ale over a lager anytime. Oh, well, who wouldn't? Uh, some who, people like lagers. Oh, yeah, a bunch of lagery Larrys out know, there, of exactly. course. A bunch of Euros. Pff, yeah. Pff, 
They can't be American if they Freaking like lagers. No, no, you can't. You're not allowed to America if you like a lager. No, <laughs> right. this this is ale, American ales, sir. Exactly, ale land. Now, ale will, to the chief, as it were. I will say this does have some hot forward flavor when it, it does. Its tongue, but it's a lot more malty than I would expect. Yeah, th- th- that kind of fades, and then you get some of the caramel slash malty flavor after the fact. It is. It's very malt forward, and. Body wise, uh, not not. I would say kind of Rubenesque. She's uh, she's a full figure gal. She's not light as it's most ambers I've encountered in my lifetime. My very short short time on this earth that nobody's ever enjoyed. I, uh, I would say that yeah. Uh, yeah, generally ambers tend to be very thin, very watery, much like uh, many of our mass produced beers out there. I would say this is more the medium to full, the yeah, medium full body. That's what I'm saying she's Rubenesque. Yeah, oh yeah, she'd be ve- I agree. She'd be very appreciated in uh, Greco Roman times for her bounties. She's a sort of Dionysus esque. Now they she's, act- a, she's a horn of plenty. They actually specify in here stronger and more bitter versions are now split into the red IPA style. I don't think it quite goes that far, Mm-mm. but it is hoppier than like a Dos Equis amber. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's not hard to do. I no, mean, I know, but you I- add a hop and you'll get something stronger than a Dos Equis. I just feel like a Dos Equis amber is like a nice baseline amber ale that's out there that everybody knows and. I would say if I think amber ale, I kind of think that kind of amber ale. So red ales I like. I mean, you know, we've talked about, what, Velvet Hammer a billion times? <laughs> Just a uh, billion you know, and one, so, I think. Much to the chagrin of all of our listeners. Which, you know, I think that falls more into the red IPA style, which I like that style. And I feel like this one's teetering closer to that than it is the Dos Equis amber style. Yes, it is. It's, And I guess that's somewhat some of the confusion, right? I mean, it looks like an amber, but... It definitely falls more in line with a, a our favorite beer, the Velvet Hammer from Petacolis. It's just not as hot forward as that beer is, and, right. and way more malty. <clears throat> yeah, it's. I wouldn't say it's the same as that one, but it's closer to that one than it is than it is a generic mass produced red uh, amber ale. For True, sure. it's it's like amber got you know it's like her hot cousin. It's Amber's yeah. hot cousin. <laughs> it's uh, it, there's Amber and then there's Amber two. Amber it's, two is way hotter. It's Amber Amber two point um, yeah, and it's actually surprisingly tasty to me. It actually has some really good, uh, wide variety of notes to it. It's not plain. I feel like a lot of amber ales are plain. Um, I, pr- I appreciate the hot forwardness fading into the maltiness, fading into the caramel, a little bit of citrus in there. It's, it's really varied. It's got a wide variety of stuff in it. It is. It lingers, but not in an unpleasant way. Which, um, which I, is good. Like I guess said, for Ale Smith, based on their ratings, we shouldn't be surprised that they no, actually did it right. No. So, ratings. Ratings. So, as we've discussed, uh, most Amber Ales are kind of plain. They're kind of watery. Uh, they're kind of, you know, at least mass-produced, readily available Amber Ales. I, I don't want to say that as a whole, but ones that you're ex- you're exposed to mostly, not that impressive, not that great. Um, this one has good IPA qualities about it, but it's balanced out with some caramel and multi flavor. So don't think of it as like a full IPA if you're drinking this, but it does have some of that hot forwardness that then is balanced out by the multi caramel. Uh, I don't know if you want to say aftertaste, but that's what comes in after the initial kind of hoppy flavor that, that hits your tongue first. Kind of reminds me of, of an East coast IPA in that respect. Yeah, it is a little bit like that. That's true. Um, I feel like red ales and amber ales kind of suffer from the same description issues that maybe a porter and stout do, that they kind of tend to bleed over in category. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what's what's really a red ale versus an amber? What's really a stout versus a porter? Some people call the same exact thing one or the other. So 
you know, I don't know. Maybe amber eels are a much broader category than I would originally have classified them in, and they bleed into the red ale category, which I do tend to like. The mouthfeel is kind of is full. It's medium to full. Um, it does linger, but I would say in a good way, not in a bad way. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff can hang around and kind of give you like a nasty, you want a breath mint type aftertaste. Much as people named Amber want to do. Exactly. You know, if you touch an Amber, that happens too. Right. Um, but, you know, this one doesn't really do that. Uh, and it also doesn't dry you out too badly either. So there's a little bit of dryness, but not much. So I, I don't have too many complaints there. Uh, I would recommend that if someone likes the mass-produced Ambers, like a Dos Equis Amber, uh, they probably won't like this one. It doesn't fall in that same category. This is a much more robust beer. And for that, I'm thankful for and I would say this is probably the first Amber Ale that I've actually enjoyed um, and would recommend. So this Amber Ale, I give it a 4.25 out of 5. So I just wrote this poem. Let me uh, issue it as, as such. My bloody Valentine, sweet bloody Valentine, you make me smile with my heart. Your looks aren't laughable. You're very photographable. You're not my favorite work of art, but you're damn good for an Amber. <laughs> and that includes people named Amber as well. That means a lot, really. It does. Uh, this is, like you said, Ambers, they're generally uh, terrible beers. They're just a notch above lagers in most categories, uh, just when it comes to your mass-produced beers. So I give Ale Smith a lot of credit for taking a very terrible, generally terrible, disastrous, the worst, uh, not-luxurious beer category, and turning it into something good. Um, I'm not saying this is a beer that I would reach for something good. I would reach for all the time, but if she were sitting in a, a cooler of ice, I wouldn't turn her down. Uh, she, you know, if she were a last call casualty, I would still drink her. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a really, really good representation of what an amber ale should be. And everybody should pay attention to this beer just because of that. Uh, I feel if, like if these were mass produced, you would go for it more. Absolutely. Of course. I'm saying if, okay, if there were a host of Budweiser's, Coors's, and PBR's at a, at a barbecue and somebody's generic backyard in Plano, and there were this sitting in the cooler, I would drink this beer, of course. <laughs> um, it's just not my favorite style, just because to me, I tend to appreciate, you know, your darker beers, your hoppier ales, things like that. Um, but it's a really, really good beer for what it is, and it is a paragon of what an amber ale should be. I could stand uh, just slight negatives on this. Uh, slight, slight. Just very light negatives. Just a touch of negatives. Just, just an angel's hair worth of... I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to punch you in the face. I'm going to flick you in the nose a little bit. I'm going to stub your toe. Um, I would like a little bit more fruity flavor, cause, because I feel like on the nose, uh, we get a lot of fruit on the nose that isn't necessarily represented in the beer itself. It's there, but it's an angel's fart of fruit taste on there. So I would like a little more, just for me, fruit representation on that. Um, I think the, the, the hop and the malt balance is pretty good. Maybe just a, a angel's fart less of malt um, and a little more hops, but that's just me. Um, so all that aside, it's a damn, for what it is, an amber ale, and it's a good beer, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying this within the category of an amber ale because I'm very, very, very impressed. I have to give this uh, nothing less than a 4.5 out of 5. Wow. Giving us a final score of... Well, that was another beer, Mark, wasn't it? It was another beer. Happy Palantines, happy Galantines, 
Happy Valentine's. Happy Single Awareness Day. Whatever your chosen holiday is, uh, happy to you. Happy, happy. I look forward to covering you in chocolate yet again. I Look, I, I just barely got one toe covered in uh, regrown skin. I don't need you to <laughs> kill me or bring me to the brink of death yet again. That's the one I will douse in the hot chocolate first. <laughs> just the one toe. Exactly. Well, thanks for listening uh, to the show. Thanks for all your support. We would appreciate it. Uh, thanks to uh, everybody who has listened to <laughs> the show. We do appreciate it. We Not do. that we would. We and do. you know what? I send out a Valentine from us to you, to all of you out there who have sent us beer, who traded us beer, who listen to the show, who subscribe to the show, because subscribing is the most important point of this podcast. Uh, it's not even us talking. Just subscribe to the show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you subscribe, you fulfilled your life. But on top of that, we provide you the bonus of us rambling on for about an hour. <laughs> uh, if you would do us a favor, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we would appreciate it. And uh, as we just said, subscribe to the show. Uh, just it costs you nothing. No shekels out of your wallets, unless you want to send us shekels. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can. Just find all the links at brewbloods.net. Any platform you're on, we have a link for you to subscribe to the show for free. Check us out on the social networks, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash brewbloods. And again, may email us at brewbloodsshow at gmail.com, brewbloodsshow at gmail.com. If someone wants to be an angel investor or just give us a big donation, just PayPal us at brewbloods. Absolutely. Call us 469-573-BEER. That's 469-573-2337. Catch you guys next week for episode 88 of Brewbloods. This is Valentine's from us to you. <laughs> Probes. Probst.